Amigos Lost Damas podcast with Damien Sheenan, Declan McCormick, and Eileen Ring. Two lads, one lady. This is the Other Three Amigos podcast, Lost Damas. Your latest episode of All Things Cork City FC Women's is here on this week's pod. Women's Academy moves somewhere on Twitter. A follow on from last week's karaoke bus. Turners Cross on Saturday against Sligo. Good crowd, bad performance. Tactical analysis from Declan Mourinho. A back four, is it needed? Paying players, investment in our women. Hard to motivate. Where are the so-called football experts now? And much more. Welcome along to you. It is episode 133 of the Other Three Amigos podcast. This one is Last Damas. For your all your, your sources and stuff about Cork City FC women's section, um, it's it's a Monday evening we're recording. Good evening to you, Declan McCormack. Mr. Shreenan, how are you, sir? I am amazing. I'm amazing. I'm amazing at the moment. I just had a Kit Kat in between pods. Uh, so I'm amazing now. Um, Eileen drinking from a stolen pint glass from a pub. Because um, you can't buy Murphy's pint glasses in the shops, Eileen. We know you've taken a Bulmer's one. Um, where did you steal it? Which pub is is down? Um, which pub is down a Bulmer's glass? No comment. For fear of incriminating myself. <laughs> it's a, like it's not really like I mean the pubs get them like very cheap. Like I mean you know there's no I don't see an issue taking a couple. of... Jesus, oh, you see my, my <laughs> you should see my my one. I have loads of different types. Ooh, ooh. Anyway, Eileen, uh, good evening to you. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? We're good. We've just finished the men's pod. Wonderful. We were angry. It was. A, it's another long one. I like it is an hour and a half. Yeah. When you don't text me till late, I'm like, yes. No, no. I really want to just go back to the hour <laughs> ones, but just there's so much stuff going on at the moment. Oh, anyway, thank you to our patrons. If you are a patron supporter, you will get um, our management ten minute bonus video content as well. And this week we're in the nude, um, so that's it's even more of a bonus. It's great. Uh, we actually haven't recorded it yet, I think. No. Now we must do it in the new because I've said it. Let's get out of the no, pod. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wrong one. Um, or it's a different pod, Damien. <laughs> get down on it. Okay. Under 17s didn't have a match this week. Uh, under 19s, the, 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 the under 19s are Fucking doing it. A 4-1 win in Limerick against Treaty United. Two goals from Kira Senna, one from Katie Stillam, one from Kira Fitzpatrick. Uh, well done to them. Also, so this is posted last week. Um, best of luck to Kira Senna, Claudia Fitzgerald, Kira Fitzpatrick, and the Ireland under Saint 16 that they took on Germany. I don't have a result of that one for some reason. There was no one posted. What I have noticed is before the women's and the men's academy were on the academy Twitter page. No longer. There has not been a woman, um, one of the, any of the Women's Academy page updates on the CCFC Academy Twitter page since last week. They're now posting all the Academy updates on the Women's page. This is a bit weird. Uh, is it? Yeah, I actually didn't notice it until somebody told me today. Um, I think, I presume, obviously, the Cork City Women's Academy, we were getting great updates since... Brian took it over last year and obviously maybe the men's academy didn't have somebody that was able to offer the same update. So, I don't know, for whatever reason, it was moved over to the women's page. Look, it works out, I think. 
we still get to get the very good updates from the women's side of the academy and building player profiles and stuff like that. So look for me when, once we're getting the updates from somewhere. But yeah, I suppose it was a little bit strange to see. All right, but because I go on every week and I, like to, I know I kind of put together anything I can pick up on and things like that. And I went to the academy page and there was not one thing. I was like, hang on a second, where's all the women's updates? There was nothing there. And I said, I know I've seen updates. So I was trying to say, where, where, where were they? And then I went to the women's page and sure enough, they were there. So now our under set, our 14s, 15s, 17s and 19s women's are not being promoted on our Cork City FC Academy page. They are being promoted on our Cork City FC women's page. That's a bit... Seems to, seems to be, yeah. Mm. It's a bit strange. I guess it's just it's taking the academy. I guess it's taking the, the women's academy and just just giving it its own space. I mean, I guess and With, yeah, yeah. maybe at, maybe at time the women's academy get lost in the men's academy post, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, especially yeah, when yeah, there's a lot of games. It. When there's and, a lot of games going on at the same time, you know. And and you're right because I have actually begun. Oh, Jesus, the 19s. I'm looking at which which of 19s am I looking at? Yeah. So I suppose yeah, yeah. You could be right. Maybe that's what it is. There was just there was no reason given, and I just thought maybe they should do. You know, maybe say, listen, we are going to put that in all because there, and you know, anyone that follows is looking at this kind of going, why you didn't promote? It looked yeah. Anyway, let's go back to last week. Last week we had um, we said that. Sorry, Eileen said that there was um, after the Shamrock Rovers game last week after losing 5-0 that there was a sing-song on the bus going down we call the episode Karaoke Bus now we've received a lot of feedback privately uh, regarding this um, some people said um, so what we're thinking well, what the story is there was a bus broke down and they had to wait, sorry a car was broken down they had to wait um, what I received was that there may have been a sing-song for the first 30 seconds but no way were they singing on the way down um, some people said we, say, we don't have the context of it um, Eileen you were the one that brought it up, so let's uh, let's see what you have to say. Um, first of all, there was a sing song on the bus, so I was correct in what I said, and I could I had confirmed that with four different people. Um, so I was correct in what I said. Obviously, people took umbrage to the fact that it was brought up, and how dare we be negative, um, about anything to do with Cork City women. But look, obviously, going forward, if anyone does have any problems with anything I say, please do continue to direct to direct your abuse to the two of you and not me, because. I didn't receive one message given out to me, but the two of you got an awful lot of abuse. And look, if somebody has an issue with something I personally say on this podcast, come to me. There's a high odds where I'll, I'll tell you where to go. But come to me, don't be abusing the two of you. Like, poor Decky got an awful time. Like, the lad didn't know but his mouth for the entire segment. <laughs> um, there was a lot of, we were upset. We were actually genuinely upset because we, we've done nothing, you know, last couple of last year uh, to promote the women's game to help in any way we can you know last year financially this year reasons you know which we've gone through we didn't help the club financially this year well I I, I, I personally did I did um, um, not through the other three amigos podcast but um, you know we, we're always out to look and you know help in, in any way and um, Decky your thoughts I don't have many to be honest with you because look we put ourselves out there and you're going to get a certain amount of negative feedback and I've no issue. I've no issue with negative feedback. I do prefer when people come and say it to my face, like Eileen has said, no problem. Like, I mean, and Eileen said there, I didn't say anything. 
on that particular section. I didn't, but I stand with the pod. Like, I mean, it's not a case of who said what. It was on the podcast. Solidarity. Yeah, but no, but as far as I said, like, it's, it's, it goes across both pods. Like, what's said in the pod is said in the pod. It doesn't matter who the person's saying it is. And um, after that, it's look, I mean, people were upset in this, and then they went out and lost 2 0 to Sligo on Saturday. Like, so, I mean, you know, and that's not me being smart, but like, I mean, if people were that put out by what we said, and, and uh, there was an opportunity there to go out and, you know, say it, look, we show ye like, you know, but there wasn't. So I might be Mr. Bad Guy after this. Now, again, I don't really care. It's it's just, it is what it is. It's time to start calling a spade a spade. We spoke, to, I spoke to players at the start of the year. After the Shelburne game, I actually asked players after the Shelburne game, after we did the, the review, the 6 nil, and what was said to me was, no, we want the publicity, we want the coverage, and we want to be treated the exact same way as the men's team are treated. Well, this is it. I know, I know they're not professionals like the men's team. I know they don't get paid like the men's team, and I'm very conscious of that. But, you know, I, I, I just kind of feel like you can't have your cake and eat it, really, you know? And que sera, sera. What type of cake is it? Oh, for me, it's always uh, cheesecake. Oh, no. I had a fruit pavlova yesterday. Thanks. Oh, so savage. Anyway. Um, okay. My, just one other thing to yes, say on that is Jesus. because, like, the reality is, and, like, you're the same on, on the main pod, like, we hear an awful lot Men's of pod, not the main pod. Men's pod, men's sorry. Pod. Um, men's pod. We... We all hear an awful lot of stories, of rumours, of conjecture, and we can't say stuff unless we know it's happened. That's the reality. So when I was told initially about this, I went and asked a couple of more people and it was confirmed. So I could come on here and say a hundred things that someone told me had happened, or but I don't have any proof that that's true, whereas in this case I do. So I'm not going to come on here and say something that didn't happen if there was a certain context to the sing song. I don't know, it was the context that we hadn't lost 5-0 because to me that's the only thing. A boss should be like a moral coming home. I don't care if it's delayed for 12 hours, you're losing 5-0. It is what it is. But look, I said, I'll take, if, if I say something and it annoys someone, just come and say it to me again. Don't go abusing the lads like there's no need for it. I understand the same way as Decky. It's the pods where we all stand over it. But the fact that it was I brought it up, I said it. <laughs> the two of you got the abuse. That entertained me the most. Well, I just, I just made songs. I just played songs. Um, and I would I would expect those songs to be karaoke songs, you know. So um, great yeah, songs, great to songs. Be fair. Um, okay, so that's that. Uh, yeah, well, look, it, it is what it is. You know, as, as Elaine said, we we like to confirm stuff, and uh, you know, people have said it didn't happen, uh, not in the way that we kind of said it. And um, so, look, uh, that's 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 it. That's that's it. Um, they did sing. How long it went on for? We're not sure. Um, but there was a bit of a bit of a little. A little, little kind of, you know, I suppose. Looking for a song. <laughs> Don't have one. Oh no, that's not a real good. Oh. No, we, we belong be- together. Do and I forever and ever. We'll sing when we lose. Home or away. Anyway, um. 
You've just on ensured Saturday. that we get all kinds of shit thrown at us that we get, like, no matter what. It's a, it's a jest. Come on, come on. Anyway, listen, there's more important things than having a sing uh, like that, speaking uh, of the match on Saturday against Sligo. It finished 2-0. There was one change. It was um, Sean McCarthy who must have picked up an injury uh, in training, uh, sorry, in training before before the game. It uh, was replaced by um, um, one of the O'Brien sisters, Ellie O'Brien, uh, this time uh, getting the start. Got off to a good start. Ellie O'Brien hitting the post in a few minutes. Um, but then it kind of all went downhill. Uh, Sligo scoring the 15th minute and on the 42nd minute as well. Um, it, you know, they had, the, the game finished up, but they had eight shots on target. Uh, we had two shots on target. They had nine off target. We had five on target. Possession-wise was the same, 49%, 51%. Um, dangerous attacks, we had 96, they had 93. Um, sorry, attacks were 96, 93. And dangerous attacks, we had 50, they had 56. I don't know, Dick. I'm just getting, I got all these stats somewhere else and I know you're going to go, they're all wrong. What's it doing? They're all wrong. Arr, there's only one man here who could be doing that. And it's it's me. <laughs> And the stats, man. <laughs> Do you know there's nothing I hate more in this life yeah. than that stupid statsman song that you play there? I mean, it drives me cuckoo. I cannot tell you how much I hate it. Genuinely, like he's going to just play more now. Yeah, of course. Uh, so they went the for. Problem. It was a big crowd. It was over 500 people at the cross on, on Saturday. Uh, they had hoped to break the attendance record, but look, it was, a, it was um, they didn't ask us for help. Um, so that's that. I'm going to say it straight up. Um, they did hand out printed photos of the players, um, which was really nice touch. I loved it. I love to see that. I keep saying it's about promoting the players, promoting the players, promoting the players. Uh, and it was great to see that. And at the end of the game, they went over and signed and took selfies with everyone, which, is, which was lovely. Unfortunately, they didn't have any reason to cheer. Uh, which was a bit of a pain. Eileen, give me your thoughts on the game, please. Um, it was absolutely atrocious, wasn't it? It was just really, really disappointing. Um, they just, apart from like that early chance Ellie O'Brien had, um, like we, we were just so poor. I don't know. I've spoke week after week about this back three. <laughs> it has to stop. Like, look, there's both, there's an awful lot of at fault here. The players are at fault and the management are at fault because the management aren't changing how they play. They're not moving from Grand would say it sometimes appears to be a back five, but like it's essentially a back three. And look, Decky will talk about it in a minute because obviously he's he's done a huge lot of looking back at it today. Uh, <laughs> I'm the stats man. Um, I I maybe try to talk about a couple of positives. I I think for the first um time in a couple of weeks that we we've maybe had a different attacking outlet. Maybe there wasn't Eva. I thought Alex Mendes is really really good in the first half. She was a great option for us and Ellie O'Brien created a bit as well, um, which was great to see. Um, I think we were, we've spoke a lot in this part about Shauna McCarthy and when she wasn't playing, why wasn't she playing? And like, I thought she was such a big loss to that starting 11 because, I mean, it meant Avine had to move as well positionally and I think we missed her where she normally is. Um, but like, we talk about, as a Cork City fan, something I always want to see and the only thing I ever like really would demand is that people that have pride in the shirt and people that work hard and have, and, and love the shirt and love the crest that they're playing for. And Shauna, to me, epitomises that because she, as I said, she's from a family who are steeped in Cork City. Um, so I think you take her out of it and it's she's such a massive loss. And while she, maybe she's not the greatest player ever technically, um, as I said, what she has at heart and she's a huge amount of speed as well, just more than she's makes up for it. Fast. Like, 
very fast. She's lightning yeah, quick. Yeah. And honestly, in women's sport, it's such a big thing to have. And fair play to Danny because I think he took her out between Danny and the physio. He said it in the interview with Deck afterwards. They took her out to mind her because she's a bit of a niggle in her knee. She's a history with her knee. And in women's football at the moment, you're, you're not taking a risk with somebody with a knee because we, we could see how, how prevalent bad knee injuries are. Um, but look, as I said, from a tea, like we get up, Shamrock Rovers, you come on here last week and we spoke quite positively given the fact that we lost 5-0, how good the first half was. But they're not getting up for the Sligo Rovers game the same. I mean, I don't know, have they ever watched Sligo Rovers play? Are, are they totally, like, completely unaware of who they're going to play against? Because... Like their front two are lightning quick. They're going to look for that ball in over the top and our back three was parked. Like, I mean, they couldn't have been any higher. Like, I mean, I've, I genuinely, as a management team, you have to be tearing your hair out because there's no, like if they're being told to be that high, then like the management team would have to go. I can't imagine the management team are telling them to be that high. It's cracker stuff. And like, it's not learning. It's the same goals we're giving away all the time. That simple ball in over the top because they have this fascination with being really, really high. And it's just any bit of pace in the back and we're beaten. Like, um, it's again, it's a lack of experience. I think Emma Hansbury in the centre of the park for them was outstanding. Not doing anything spectacular, but she just stopped Eva. She stopped Jessie because she was just kind of cute in how she went away about the game. And that's what you'd expect from someone who's in the league since it started. Um, let, let the foot in all the time it aggravated the girls they were getting thick they were starting to lose the head a little bit it's just little bits of like things that you expect from a really experienced player um, and it just totally we were just I said Ellie's goal goes in it's a different game but it doesn't so we're back to the same old thing of a sled like we're just the teams around us are, are putting us to shame and a league table doesn't lie we're bottom at the league because we're the worst team in the league and to me that it's that straightforward right now Dick, you were doing a bit of analysis on the defence and goals. I Come didn't on. set I didn't set out to do it. It was just when I was rewatching the game, it's just so glaringly obvious that it was kind of forced. And like I don't ever send screenshots into the last Damas group. I don't go but like it was it's just two weeks in a row it. now. It was, <laughs> it was just like watching it going, What is going on here? And it's it's like it starts with the corner, or sorry, not a corner, free kick down in that bottom right-hand corner if you're looking down from the Donny Ford. And they hit the crossbar from a header from that free kick. And she really should score. But the chance comes around because there's players just following the ball, not, not doing the job they're supposed to do, not marking who they're supposed to do, leaving their opponent because they're just, they're just, they're just tracking the ball, just going to the ball. And from that goal kick... Sligo score. No, the setup at the goal kicks was we had our back three, then we had our two wing backs very high, and we had a defensive midfielder sitting in. It's set up for us to go and attack, but I have to say, I don't think we're anywhere near good enough to use our goal kicks as a potential attacking outlet. You know, to me, we've just got to be solid. I keep saying it, just be solid. And Sligo win the header. The ball is hooked forward. The two wing backs are completely out of play. There is a line of three to centre backs, but they're 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 flat footed because they're not expecting it. Well, they're quite narrow as well, aren't they? And they're very narrow, and the ball is just yeah. hooked over the top. And how is away? Has done DB for pace. Like DB is the is the is the, the furthest most right. It's not her fault. I'm not saying that. Not singling her out. It's just how was lightning fast. Lauren Walsh, who's fast herself, just can't get around, and it's one nil to them. 
But our goal, that, that was how our goal kicks were set up for the whole first half. Sorry, I should say for the whole game. And it's 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 definitely a management, that's how they wanted to set up. And I understand it. And like we're starting to get stuff now in about management. And it's just, this was an issue in the very first game away at Shelburne. Because I can remember talking about it afterwards. You know, how Shelburne had scored and created numerous chances from our goal kicks. I know it's happened again on Saturday. And it's just kind of like... Lads, as I said, in my opinion, we're we're not good enough to set up to try and be that attacking from our own goal kicks. And like they nearly caught us a couple of times from it. And then the second goal is our back three are in our half. Like, and it's just one ball over the top. And again, how has the whole of the half, the whole length of the pitch to run into that space? Now, Danny said in the interview with me afterwards that. They had worked in training on not being that high and not giving that space. So there's a clear disconnect, according to Danny, on what's been done in the training pitch and what's then happening on the actual match day. And I've no explanation as to why that is. But like, as Eileen said, you have to realise how quick Doherty and how are. So for me, if you're in that back three, you have to say, OK, we can't leave all the space behind us because they're going to run in behind us. And that's all they did all game. They should have scored twice in the first eight minutes. You know, they genuinely could have scored twice in the first eight minutes from just knocking the ball over the top. At that stage, surely you have to say, right, we need to be deeper and we not give them that space. And for the second goal, our three centre-backs are in the Sligo half of the pitch. You can't even catch them offside because they can't be offside in their own half. Alex Mendes loses the ball. It's just one... It's just one thump. It doesn't matter where the ball lands. It doesn't have to be precise because Ho was away. She's the whole half to run into. And then she does very well. She cuts across Lauren Walsh. So then Lauren either has to take her down, which is a red card, or leave her go. And and she opens up the whole goal and just, just puts it away in your 2-0 down. And it's just a, like it's just it was it was it was shocking. It was genuinely shocking. And like Sligo came into the game not having kept a clean sheet in the league this year. No bother. We go down to turn this cross play like Real Madrid and keep a clean sheet. No problem. You know? You did say um, on Friday, or Saturday actually, that you felt you, you felt that we were going to lose actually. You, you felt that Sligo were going to come down and look at us and say, these are here for the taking, didn't you? You love throwing me under the bus by all those private conversations no, no, that suddenly that suddenly end up out here. Like, but yeah, I did because I did... I, I did because, and look, I've no problem admitting to it, like, and I did simply because <laughs> Sligo had lost eight games, but they'd only lost four of them by a goal. They hadn't really been hammered, and they had scored in enough games, and then you looked at Howe and Doherty and their quality and their pace, and you're thinking, they're going to cause us trouble. And then you look at us and you say, how much trouble will we cause them? And look... Yeah, I didn't want to be right, but I felt looking at it on Friday that there was every chance we would lose the game, unfortunately. Eileen, should we be playing a flat back four, four at the back? Yes. And look, I don't want to be insulting anyone here, but I'm probably going to. Like, I think to be playing three or five at the back or looking to swap that requires players to have a certain amount of footballing intelligence. There's nothing about a lot of players that we see week in, week out that suggests that they have that. And that's absolutely fine. Football's a really, really simple game. And I'm the first to say I think it's completely overcomplicated at times. If people can't grasp what they're supposed to be doing, just bring it back to a 4-4-2. Wayne Mullins, one on one It's a simple game. It's a simple game. Stop overcomplicating it. If 
the tactically if players aren't astute enough to cop onto things but like I said Declu watched the game back today and he's able to send on these screenshots I mean have they somebody doing analysis for them are the players watching the games back there is there is is someone uh, a video analysis is is that yeah so like I mean yeah they have like the I, I think Josh maybe does it like but is it being are the players coming in like after a game and being shown are they being sent clips are they watching the clips that they're being sent um are they watching the other teams? Because, like, there's just so much wrong there. I think it has to be a flat back four because, as he said, I was saying five, but, like, five has now just gone back to three. Three, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, three just doesn't work. There, we, we're not good enough defensively. We're not solid enough. Unless we have a really experienced, experienced player that can be brought in, that can go in the middle, and, like, that brings on the younger players around, around that player then as well. But unless we have that, we have to go to pack a flat back form we have to be solid because we're not like Slido probably came down to car quite confident that they were going to get a result and like I thought Slido were very good I don't know is that that we were that bad or Slido were actually an okay side I just think maybe they have an attacking threat and they were confident they were going to score against us and able to keep us out Oh Shamrock just scored the 89 minute 3-2 um, oh, Who was it? Richie Tone Um a message came in. So we spoke last week about investment and, you know, why aren't... So Casey Howe is a, is a great example. Um, she came from Glen Torren in the summer. So she's come down from the Northern Ireland. She's a Northern Ireland international. I made a message come in, actually. And she she got the two goals on, on Saturday. Um, okay, uh, what can we do to attract, attract in the future? Look at Casey Howe of Sligo Rovers, a pacey Northern Ireland international. I can't imagine she's playing for nothing. If she is get, getting something then that would make us the only team in the league where there's no income of any kind. As well as a geographical disadvantage in attracting players, we have no chance if there is a, fi- a financial carrot at every other club and we can offer nothing. It's the absence of a level playing field. Cliché. Uh, I can tell you that I have been in touch with some sources that I may have. Um, uh, and Sligo um, are paid expenses. And they have scholarships as yes, well. Yes, they do. Because I remember they announced, when they announced Emma Doherty in, in the off-season, I think they were saying like she was going to be there for three years because it's a scholarship she, that yeah. they had afforded her there. So like... Sligo's fundraising, and I, look, I have fantastic contacts through Sligo for many years. Um, you know, the, it, it funds it. They're a fan-owned club. Uh, the women's fall under that as well. We have a UCC... Did we not have something about scholarships at UCC as well? Was this something that we we were, we were given a couple of years ago or it was must be used? But like, so our club at the moment has a new owner. Dermot Usher owns Cork City Football Club. He owns the men's, the academy and the women's. He has bought the entire brand. He hasn't bought the men's and the academy. I don't know and I, I can't confirm whether there has been investment gone into the women's side of the club. Um, I would be... You know, I think he did come out and say that there was no investment being put into the women's this season. Did someone say that? Did I read yeah. that somewhere? Possibly, no, yeah. Declan, you might have information there. Let's go ahead. That's correct. No, no, no. I mean, um, and Danny's been quite open about it that they decided um, not to invest anything this year. Um, uh, but look, I mean, but if that if that happens yeah. and there's no investment, we're going to lose our best players. Oh, there's this no investment, yeah, yeah. But, there, but there will be investment. There has to be investment, but it has to be like there has to be a plan to, to, to go with it. I mean, people talk about investment or oh, just pay the players. Like, 
you're bringing players in and you know people saying oh we'll have to sign players and whatnot where are you accommodating them where are you putting them up there's a sh- there's a housing crisis there's a shortage of accommodation and i know what people are going to say they put in, they put the men's players up and i understand that but this is my point about having a plan what i presume is going to happen or what has to happen is there has to be accommodation found whether that means the club buy accommodation whether it means Dermot Usher himself buys accommodation and just, you know what I mean, works it out that way. But like anything that is bought like that in terms of houses or flats or anything else, they're assets. They're assets to the club, they're assets to the owner, whatever it may be. They will hold their value and they that, that you know, they will return the value in time. So that's not an issue. But it's not that easy to do that. If you if you like people saying rent the house, I presume at this stage. If you're renting a house, you have to rent it for maybe a minimum of three years with fixed term rent increases of certain percentages every three months or six months or whatever it may be. So rent reviews and all that. There's an expense to that. And there has to be plan in place. So all I'm saying is I don't think you can just click your fingers, come in last November with everything going on in the men's side. And look, none of us are stupid. That's always going to take priority. So the women's side is probably a little bit behind the times. But as I said, I presume as this year goes on, there's a plan being put in place to a low investment in the next off season, which will then take us forward next season. But that in no way helps what's currently going on. By next season, all our best players could be gone. If that's what it is, and we start ground zero again, having lost some of the best talent in Cork. And I'm not talking... First team players, you know, you're going to be looking at academy players come out. And the only thing is school is a good one. That's handy to keep them here because we have such a young team. Um, I, I, Danny, I think, can I ask you a question? Can yeah. I ask you a question? Who's going to take them? Absolutely. Who's going to take them? Who's going to take them? Wexford yeah. Jutes. Kerry will have a team in the league next year, I think. Is it next year? or, or Not Kerry, sorry. Do Cove have to put a team into the next year? They do, I think, don't they? There's talks of a chance. Yeah. Uh, and Waterford will have to have a team in the league. Um, as well I think their time is up to have one in the league as well I think uh, Decky like I mean some of our young players they'll have offers from clubs in Dublin like don't just because they're they're in a poor side like don't let that kid you that about there some of the we have some young players that have t- a huge level of potential we're just not seeing it now because they're almost like there's just no experience around them I, I don't think players in our squad I think some of our younger players coming through there, there's certainly be no lack of suitors there for them well I mean um, just just a couple of names that keep you know you, you hear the likes of Claude Fitzpatrick has been mentioned Irish under 16 international Kira Senna under 16 international um, Fianna Bradley and her mother came up to me and said you got your name right she's from Kerry they travel to Cork and they travel to Limerick you know uh, if Kerry do have a team and I, I think they're going to have a couple of years before they have to put a team in Um you you know, Ellie O'Brien, another name that's been banded around. She's known, I think, is she 18 now? Um, no, but Declan, you know, what you're saying is, hang on a second now. You don't think that other women's national Premier Division teams are looking at our younger players going, no bother, we'll, we'll be able to get them. They'll be playing yeah, with our team. You're talking about players who are playing under 16 now? Absolutely. They're not good. Yeah, they're not good. <laughs> Absolutely, they've been looked at it because it had, this has happened previously. We've lost academy players that have never played senior football down to Wexford. It's happened to us. Okay, so but of course it's happened. Women's but hang on, football. Hang on, one second. No, 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 no. Let me finish. No, no, no. Okay. Go on, go on, go on, go on. Women's football is the fastest growing sport in the world. After the season's World Cup, 
There's going to be a pretty interest in women's football. I can only see it growing, growing more and more. Clubs are getting on it now. Absolutely. And they're going to see the potential growth in it. They're looking at bringing in a wage for women's football in 2025, 2026, which will mean that, they're, you know, it's going to become, there were 77,000 people at the Women's FA Cup in, our, in England at the weekend. I know that. You know, but you don't think... different things. I'm talking about women's football in general. Um, absolutely, they're looking at their younger players. The absolutely, conversation, definitely. the conversation as I understood it, was about um, players leaving the first team squad to go elsewhere. I mean, you're talking about <laughs> stars of the under 16s being swept up by Dublin clubs. For a start, most of them probably have their leave and start next year, even the year after. <laughs> Um, and that's what I said I said school is the only good thing that we have I, I, I did say that yeah Dick. but my point is my point is like my point is simply there's a first team squad there that simply is not good enough I'll just come straight out and say it right if you think there are other women's like that old, old, we, we lose the best players if we're going to lose players at under 16 level then my is kind of like so be it like you know they're not going to get the opportunities elsewhere that they'll get at Cork City, would be my argument. But what's the future and for Cork City if we lose all our... Like, so be it. That means... Like, I know we've had a couple of break-ins in Heidi Mackin and Neve Cotter have come through this year. They're very young. You know, they've got a lot of experience. Again, you know, if a team throws a financial carrot at them, they'd be gone. I'd be gone. Yeah, but I have... I do have to say now for the younger players, if I would... And I could be wrong, and I'm sure I'd find out if I'm wrong fairly quick. But I would think those young players, they probably have no interest in being paid. Their interest is in their own personal development because they probably have maybe, potentially some of them may have aspirations to go abroad and stuff like that. I would, for me, I would think if I'm Heidi Mackin, why would I prefer to be getting 100 quid a week or playing now for a season when I'm still in school? As I said, playing for my hometown club, but a really experienced player alongside me who's going to talk me through the game, who's going to help me, who's going to bring me on as a player. That's what our younger players want. I don't think our I don't think any of our younger players are shouting for money. I I, I would be surprised if they were. Um I agree with Declan in terms of I guess it's 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 really difficult to invest, but everybody else is. So while I'm the first to say I don't think like pumping money into our league is sustainable because I don't think it's sustainable because I'm around League of Ireland football on the men's side long enough to know it's, it's quite difficult. But if we don't invest something and we're, we're going to just be left behind and we're going to be a first division club, and I think that's really embarrassing for, for Cork football at, at any level. Like it's embarrassing when our men's team are in the first division because we're better than that. We produce enough good footballers. We're a footballing county. Like it's not like something that should ever happen, but it's going to happen because we're being left behind. So I understand Echo, what you're saying in terms of having a plan in place, but I would be hoping that at the moment there's wheels going in motion between Danny and Dermot Usher, whereby I can maybe get one, two, three, say three experienced players, probably from abroad, maybe one or two from within the league that can come in and can we sort something out and, for the rest of the season and you heard it here first Sam Kerr is signing for Cork City he's <laughs> <laughs> probably a lot of money for that um, but like I would think I would hope that's happening I could be completely wrong it, it might not be maybe they're just writing this season off but I think that'll be a shame if that's Hang the on, case they, they wrote last season off last season was a write off yeah. season I mean 
this season should not be a write-off season. There should be some sort of investment or some sort of financial investment into that team this year. I think it's an absolute disgrace that there's no money being put into the women's team. I think it's, a, it's, a dis, it's disgusting. We were supposed to push on this season, new management team. We wrote off last season. Oh, it's a free hit. You a free hit for the end of the season. We're going to see different changes next week, next year. What, we lost Becky Casson, you know, our most experienced player. She went away. She, you know, we brought in Jesse Mendes, experienced player from Treaty. Um, brought in Alex Mendes. Faye Hearn came in. Um, you know, like but they're all young players. Young like. players, yeah. They're all. I mean, yeah. they're all under twenty. Yeah, like you know? Jesse is experienced to a point, but she will benefit massively from an actual experienced player who's in their mid to late twenties. Alongside her, I said, I don't think. I think most players in our current squad, I don't think they're. I wouldn't imagine they're crying out for money. I think. They probably want investment around the general squad. And as you said, if that meant three or four coming in and they were getting a few bob, I, I don't think that would cause a lot of issues if there was a kind of a long-term plan in place. But look, as I said, with, we obviously have different opinions on it. I think you have to invest. I know I, like absolutely, you I absolutely think you have to invest. I do. But I don't think it's just a matter of going, let's bring in four in July. As I said, where'd you put them? What, what, what accommodations? Like Damien said, it's an absolute disgrace. There's no investment this year in the thing. Why is, like, you're talking about maybe an experienced player, say an experienced midfield player, coming down from Dublin, coming down from Wexford, coming down from somewhere. There's a, there's a, there's a big cost to that. There's an accommodation cost. You probably have to get them a job. You have to pay them. Like, and who is coming down? That's the question. But who is coming down? Who is coming down? Like, who are these big options? That's it. Hang on That team trains. Declan, Declan, Declan. That team trains once, twice a week, you know. Three then they play a match week. on a Saturday. Yeah, they don't need accommodation. They travel. Fucking John O'Finn ah, played stop. for Finn Harps and travelled. Hang on a second now. Hang on a second now. No, there's no, players all over the country travelling. Yeah. What are you talking about? You don't have to bring them down. We're not a full-time team. It's a, it's a part-time team. I, I think, Declan, you're right in, in so much as I don't think there's a huge amount of options within Ireland probably our best hope for maybe unearthing a player would be that TG Carr thing that's on in a couple of weeks that maybe someone that doesn't have a club then may travel down. The reality why we will need accommodation is I think Danny's going to have to tap into his contacts in the UK and try to get somebody from there. So we will need accommodation absolutely because I don't know if they're the other thing would be like obviously you're talking about a housing crisis there's probably people players throughout the country that have been living in Dublin be teachers I don't know, whatever else they do up there. And maybe that's not sustainable for them if they're coming down the country to live closer to home. It's easier to travel to Cork. All these things have to be looked at. But I don't think there's a huge... We have a huge amount of options in the country because no one wants to come to the team in the bottom of the league. Like You throw some money at someone there and they'll, come, and they'll travel. Um, look, we could go on about this all night. It's, it, you know, we'd love to know your thoughts. Declan, are you, I make up... It, it, you know, I don't get involved that much. I don't get involved that much. And then when I chat, I know. you know, Declan going, no, I think no, the idea no. that's, I think the idea that somebody's going to travel from Dublin to Cork three nights a week for training and then for a match, I think it's twice a week, twice a pie week, in the, pie in the sky stuff. It's absolutely pie in the sky stuff. It happens the other way. Around. Have you seen it in the men's game? Have you seen the men's game? No, they don't travel. They live. No, there's been plenty of players travelling yeah, before. Not a lot of players have travelled. Oh, yeah. Stop, lads. Come into John the, O'Flynn come into the, played for Finn Harps and travelled to Finn Harps twice a week to play a game. Do you know that? Damien, How many Wexford that was players ten, do you think are living in Wexford? That was ten years day? ago. 
Doesn't matter. That was How many Wexford you players are living in Wexford? As a matter you're of You're talking about experienced players. Lads, lads, you're talking about you're, you're talking about experienced players. You're talking about them travelling down to Cork from Dublin three nights a week. It's not happening. Does Jack Doherty live happened. in Cove? Does Jack Doherty live in Cove? Jack Doherty lives in um I don't know where he lives. He's living up the Midlands somewhere. All right, thank you. Yeah, know. exactly. Does he travel to Cove for training and to play matches? He does. How much has he been paid? Okay. No, 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 no. How much has exactly. he, how much has he been paid? But how that's what I'm saying. Paid? You pay them money and they will come. But how that's much are you I'm paying saying. him? Dex? Six or seven hundred quid a week, is it? He's not. I don't know. I don't know what he's on. I don't but know what, what I'm he's is, on. But I'm trying to. Okay, to put it put it into perspective, you can't play a women's player that much because you know that's a bit much. But would do do men do men's players travel to game for play? Point proven. That's it, lad. Lad, you're well, not. You're talking about. You're talking. No, no, no. You're talking about a hundred, a hundred and fifty quid. Here is probably the max that's available. They'd spend it on petrol. Before and they never no, fucking leave Dublin. And expenses. Ah, Jesus, 50 quid will get you up and down. 50 quid will get you up and down. Ah, 200 quid. There you go. Ah, oh my God. You're ah, off your head. No, no, no. I genuinely believe ah, you're no. off your head. Okay. Anyway, That's fine. Enough. I've been told that. Plenty, right. plenty of times. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I will say, in Damien's defence, there's players all over the country travelling deck. So I think if you think that's not happening, it's probably happening in every club where, there, where there's players travelling. As said, I don't know how many Wexford youth players are living in Wexford. I would think... Well, how far is it from Dublin None, because to Wexford? Nobody, how far is it from Kildare to Wexford? Nobody lives in... Do you know Casey Howe then for um, Sligo? Yeah. So she's from Enniskillen, you know? And she sure. plays in Northern Ireland. Do you think she's living in Sligo or is she travelling from the north to Sligo? I think they actually have a couple of girls from the north and I think that's the other thing um, why I'm saying. Like, I think their manager was coach up in the north and he has then that link. Stephen Quinn down at Wexford is the same. He's the link he worked in as an RDO in Tipperary for years, so he would have coached a lot of their underage gainer sides and they're using their contacts and that's what I'm saying. I think we need Danny maybe to try to use his contacts in the UK. Um, the American contact obviously has worked out um, so well so far, but um, I think obviously, look, he, he has to have contacts in the UK. So could you bring over one or two and look, Declan has a spare room, does he? He's very worried about accommodation. I heard the rings and Blarney is a fine establishment. Um, the um, um, okay. Look, let's move on. And a couple of things came in. Speak, speech, speaking of a t- second tier, um, it would be a shame to allow a club of Cork City stature to be playing in the second tier. Look, we're not going to touch on that yet, um, because I think we, we can bring it up next uh, next week. There was one came in on the press conference that you had the chat you had with Danny Declan. Someone said, "If the performances and training are so good, why are these not being reflected on the pitch on match days? The stats are not very good." Um, bottom of the table and morale must be low our management not able to motivate this team uh, Michael McSweeney quite public on Twitter with that one Declan um, are the management not able to motivate this team I don't think that's the case is it I mean look there's there's there's, there's, there's definitely yeah, something when morale wrong, is low you know? it's, yeah with, like when yeah, morale is low you know, it, it, it's, it's it's very it's hard def- and like, um, yeah. like I feel bad now having said what I said but I mean and this is the thing Scotty's always on about. If if you want to show the women's side respect, you've got to treat them the same way you treat the men's side. And that's kind of where I'm coming from. So it might be harsh and it might be thin, but it's done from a place just of don't respect. Pay them if, that makes, if that makes any sense. It's not that's not what I'm saying at all. Like I mean, what I'm I'm not gonna come back over it now because we'll just go round in circles again, okay? Um like he's right, the stats aren't good, they are bottom of the table, morale has to be low. The thing is, and Danny said it numerous times on Saturday, 
what he said what's what they're training and what they're doing on the training pitch is not what's being done on the match pitch. And that's a huge concern. Now, who's at fault for that? Is it the players? Is it management? Well, <sighs> football players, when they step on a pitch, are, the, are responsible for their own behaviour. Like, they shouldn't yeah. have to be told what to do from the sideline. Yeah. That's my understanding of football. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree, I'd agree with that. And I mean, as I said, twice in the first eight minutes, the last day, Sligo got in behind with simple balls over the top. Surely somebody in the back three says, hang on, no two seconds. We're way too high here because we're giving them all the space to run into. So we need to drop and everybody just needs to drop a couple of steps and give ourselves that chance. And that didn't happen. As I said, the second goal comes, our back three are in, in the Sligo half. You know, so look, there's probably blame on all sides but as you said once you cross the white line you, you're, you're responsible for your own performance you know and fundamentally that's what it comes down to I guess Um, I'm going to move on to the next one here Um, I'm going to skip you on that Eileen, but I'm going to give you this one Um, let's call a spade a spade on Twitter said it's amazing all the flack that the former managers uh, Ronan Collins and Paul Farrell got from the so-called football experts in Cork but at least they were competitive the silence at the moment is deafening Um, I'm I'm not too sure who they're referring to as the so-called football experts that's not us is it? I think it's us I don't know is it? We never really we didn't. We didn't criticize those managers. He's the only though. expert. We weren't around, so we just started when Paul no, we went. Really, we like you know. Yeah. So we weren't around um, Ron Collins. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Look, but, I, I, I think, um, I think, especially in the last couple of weeks, there has been questions of management. Um, I don't wasn't aware that Ron on or, or Paul had any major questions over the. To be fair to Ron on, he t- he was um, took over the academy and he took over a very very good senior side who were worked long off the back of an FAI Cup win like so I'm not sure he can take all the credit for a very successful side he had and if you want to I suppose credit anybody with turning around the fortunes of, of Cork women's soccer it has to be it has to be Nigel Regan because um, it was he got players out playing for for City when people didn't want to play when everyone was choosing to stay with their clubs it was he started that and it went to Frank and subsequently to run on but I, most people I would speak to would speak very highly of run on as I said because he would have been involved in in the academy for years and would be responsible for like the likes of Zara, Eva Manny and stuff like that. He would have coached them the whole way through. So most, I don't know what that's about, but obviously look, that person obviously has the, their own issues there. But um, no, I do think there's questions of the management. I think we question the management and their, I says their formations, their tactics, stuff like that, their, their team selection at times. Um, so I'm like, I mean, I think maybe the difference is that Danny Murphy, someone who's been around football for so long and at a high level, I don't think he really hears it. Like, I don't think he's going to be bothered by the opinion of me sitting on my couch on a Monday night chatting to you. Like, and, and that's the way it should be because said he's probably used to being criticised throughout his playing career. It's only maybe people that aren't used to playing or being involved in football at that high level that might take offence to things like. We're not, we're, we're, we're just very quickly, it's Wexford due to two weeks time. We're, we've no match this weekend. We've previewed this game already. I got it abandoned. <laughs> um, so that's uh, that's the next game. We're not back next week, guys. We're not back next week. Um, I'll just get your prediction on the Wexford Juice game, Declan. Jeez, Wexford in an awful run of form as well. But look, I'm sorry. Like the predictions for the cameras now are probably out the window now as well. Like you know, three um, 0 Wexford. I am, I will say, if you want us to shut the f- up, it's very simple. 
go be- beat this crowd. Okay. If you're sick of hearing, listening to us, go and beat them. I believe in you. I believe in you. 2-1 Cork City. Heidi? Um, I've watched a lot of Wexfords. They're quite poor. Rihanna hopefully will still be away. If Rihanna's still away, Rihanna. we win 1-0 oh, because they wouldn't hit a barn door without her. If she's back, 2-1 oh, oh, City. Now, um, if Rihanna's not playing and we lose 7-0, it's Eileen Ring's fault, everybody. Hey, well, they're, going, they're going to click at some point to give an hour lucky win big against us, all this. You can just send your your hate mail to Eileen Ring, Cargilling, County Cork. Um, guys, that's it. Um, thank you very much. I look forward to receiving plenty of abuse because of what you said, Eileen. I you. hope so. Nearly put me off my exams, you know that? I was in my mind as I was going in, going, Anyway, Declan, good evening to you. How feet are saying? How feet are saying? My God, okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Ciao, amigos. Just Adios. Just up a small bit. Adios. <laughs> the other three amigos podcast with Damien Shreenan, Wayne Mullins and Declan McCormack. Three lads, one podcast. <laughs>